Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from Lone Depot Park in Miami, and the streak has been snapped. The Brewers win their first game in seven games after a six-game losing streak. Six to two, the final score. It was hitting. It was pitching. It was the bullpen shutting it down, and what a fantastic game it was in the first Brewers win in a while. It's been a minute. I mean, the last game that the last game that I hosted this show in for Tim Allen, I'm Dan Plucker, was Sunday in that putrid loss to the Dodgers, where it was 16 to four, and we talked about, man, this team is so much fun. Even though they lost 16 to four, this team is so much fun. They have so much potential. There is so much going for them. And what do they do after that? They get right back to around 500, losing six straight games in. Ugly fashion, just ugly fashion. They hit the road, go to Philly, get swept, lose the first game of this series with the Marlins, and now they break the streak. Thank the Lord, it is over. Call in and talk about it, 414-799-1250. Let's talk this Brewers win. But first, let's talk a little bit more about that losing streak and what exactly was going on. So We all know the Brewers are in this stretch of 17 straight games that they have to play. And up till today, before today's game, they were through 15 of those games, a 6-9 and record in that span. In the six losses that they had, the six straight, they were outscored 39-17 to in those games. And even if you take out the 16-4 to loss against the Dodgers on Sunday, it's still not pretty. The Brewers offense just not getting it done. Seven for 43 with runners in scoring position in those six games. Let's go through today's lineup and how they hit in the last seven days. Colton Wong, 143. Kane hitting 250 in those seven games. Tyrone Taylor, 125. Garcia, the only hitter on the team, Avisel Garcia hitting over 300 in the last seven days, and most of it's because of his forehead performance from earlier in the week. Urias, 250. McKinney, 231. Pena, he just came off the IL, so he doesn't count. And Pablo Reyes, 250. Hauser the pitcher. Guys on the bench today, Jackie Bradley Jr. in the last seven games. Paying him a bunch of money to be here in Milwaukee. He hit 071 in, in the last seven games. Travis Shaw, 154. Dan Vogelbach, 250. You can't win when you go from top to bottom in your lineup and you have less than five guys hitting over 250 in a seven-game span. Yes, the Brewers are going to rely on their pitching this season, but they need offensive performances like tonight to win baseball games. I mean, think about it. The Brewers in this stretch, they've been the first team to score just four times in this now 16-game span 
of games on consecutive days. They were three and one when they did that. So they're six and nine overall heading into today. Three and one when they score first. They didn't score first today. They came back and won. But think of what that means, the confidence that you give your starting pitcher when you get on the board early. They just were not doing that. And it was horrendous. Their offensive performance over the last few days have been horrendous. That all ended today. We finally see some offense. Garcia homers, Hauser homers. Where in the world did that come from? Let's talk about that a little bit. Adrian Hauser hits a home run, helps himself out. And he is, I, I just can't even explain it. That, that, that happening where he hit a home run off of the same pitcher he hit the home run off two starts ago is just mind-blowing to me. That is the first time I believe in Brewers history that that has happened. And I I can't explain it. Coming into today, Hauser too. I mean, let's just talk about how great of a pitcher Adrian Hauser has been this season. He he is not getting the notice that he deserves because of Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns at the top of this rotation. Adrian Hauser has been very good and he was at his best today in this Miami Marlins game in this 10 strikeout performance tying a career high of a game that he had today he leads the MLB not just the Brewers not just the NL not just the NL Central he leads the entire Major League Baseball with ground ball rate right now 61% of contact with his pitches are ground balls that is Absurd. You tie that in with the domination we've seen on the mound from Burns, the domination we've seen from Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta as well, who has been very good up until this point. And the Brewers have probably the best rotation in baseball. They do. If Hauser pitches like today, like he did in this game, it's going to be tough to consider any other team in baseball having a better one through four than what the Milwaukee Brewers have. Not the Mets, not the Dodgers, not all these teams that are burning money with their starting rotations. The Milwaukee Brewers probably have your best rotation in baseball. 414-799-1250. Let's get into the recap of this game. Starts off with the Colton Wong ground out to second. Kane walks, and you're thinking, all right, maybe the Brewers are going to get on the board. Maybe this is going to happen. Maybe they're going to score in the first inning. Tyrone Taylor reaches on an error by third baseman Brett Anderson. First and second, one out. Avi Garcia skies one out to center, but it's caught. And Urias hits one to the warning trap. It's deep, but again, it's caught. And the inning ends again with the Brewers not scoring runs. And you're just thinking, man, can they cut a break? Can they get it done with runners in scoring position? Up until this point, eight for 45 in their six-game losing streak plus one inning. And it gets even worse with the first pitch of Adrian Hauser's game, we were just talking about how great he was, except for this first pitch. And on the first pitch, he cranks one to center. Back goes Kane at the wall, and it's gone. Oh, Kane had it. It went off of his glove and out. And Rojas just keeps on hitting early. It was almost a not today. We were, I was so excited. I'm like, Kane's going to get it. Not today, but no, it's in and out of his glove. It looked like just over the fence in center field. And that is just about the last thing that you want. And that drop solidifies and shows it was, it was exactly a great metaphor for what this slump has been for every single Brewers. They cut every single player on this Brewers team. They get so close to getting it done and just flop at the last second. Thankfully, this game was different. Kane yelled as his glove after that drop and they got back into it. He got right back at it. Aguilar grounds out to Wong uh, at second base, a swinging bunt for Corey Dickerson gets him on base for a base hit. And then Hauser, Gets his first strike out of the game of Adam Duvall and then also stri- strikes out Brian Anderson to end the inning. A 1-2-3 look for the Brewers in the top of the second. Again, the offense just not getting it done early. 
Uh, bottom of the second, Wong makes a nice play in front of second base and throws out Garrett Cooper. Diaz grounds out to Wong. Hauser strikes out Wallach to end the inning. An eight-pitch second inning for Adrian Hauser. Now Castano gets back on the mound. He's the pitcher for the Marlins. Strikes out Hauser. Strike, that's his third strikeout in the last four batters. And again, it's just looking like the Brewers' offense. And I know it's a pitcher. But at that point, three of four strikeouts, you're thinking, man, this guy, they even said it on the broadcast on Valley Sports Wisconsin, not known for his strikeouts. And in the top of the third, through the first couple of batters, he already has three of them. Then it finally happens. Wong smashes one to right field for a ground rule double. Kane bloops one to center, advances Wong to third, and Tyrone Taylor gets the Brewers on the board. No balls, two strikes. Taylor shoots one to right, a base hit. In the score is called Wong. Kane's going to hold around second. That's how you get it done. Tyrone Taylor with an RBI single. Just shortened up, punched it to right, and we're all tied at one. And not a very good 0-2 pitch, was it? A fastball up. Well, the Brewers finally able to cash in with a man in scoring position to score a run back-to-back -back singles. Avi Garcia keeps it going. Next batter with the single to center, but Kane, it was hit too hard. He couldn't round the bases and get home. Bases loaded for the Brewers, and Urias up at the plate walks to score a run. This is an action pitch here as Urias takes ball four. Oh, what a good take that was. That didn't miss by much. A lot of guys are going to swing at that. Just, but as we've been talking about, even when he wasn't getting his hits, he was walking. He's got a good eye at the plate. Kane steps on the plate. Brewers take the lead two to one. Didn't miss by much, but a good take by Urias to draw the walk and the RBI the easy way. So between myself hosting and now hosting today and Tim Allen in between, Dan Plucker filling in, 56 innings of play where the Brewers did not hold a lead until this point. That walk from Colton Wong gave the Brewers their first lead in quite some time. 56 innings. That's just absurd. Shows you how bad the offense has been. And McKinney also struggles, bounces out right in front of the plate. Uh, he actually swings at a pitch right in front of the plate for his second strikeout of the game already in the third inning. And then Pena hits a slow roller to third to end the the top of the third inning. Bottom of the third, Hauser makes a smooth play on a comebacker that comes off of actually the Marlins pitcher, Castano's bat, for the first out of the inning. Then he strikes out Rojas for out number two. Aguilar grounds out to Urias to end the inning. Eight straight retired by Hauser. Really locating that sinker well and complementing it with his slider and two-seam fastball. I, I just don't know how you can hit some of these pitches that these guys throw at the major league level right now. There's so much cut and so much break on balls like what Hauser was throwing today at 95 miles per hour, sinking towards the ground on every pitch. I just compliments to whoever can hit that because I know for the life of me, I could not. Let's head over to the top of the fort because... Fourth, Castano strikes out Reyes looking on a pitch that was way outside, and he does it again. Adrian Hauser with his second home run of the season against the same pitcher right here. That ball's got some good wood on it. Deep into right field. That is back, and this one is gone. Adrian Hauser, lightning strikes twice against Castano. Three to one, Brewers. An oppo shot to right off the top of the wall and over. I mean, can you believe it? That's the first time a Brewers pitcher has hit more than one home run in a season since Woodruff did technically because Woodruff hit one in the playoffs and then in the regular season of that same year uh, in that NLCS run a couple years back. But it's the first time it's happened. I believe it was since 2013 with uh, Gallardo. So it's been, it's been a minute since uh, a Brewers pitcher is raked like Hauser, and we're this early in the season, so who knows? I mean, with the way he's hitting the ball now, maybe he'll get some pinch hitting experience a little bit later on going forward. He's got two more home runs than Christian Yelich on the season. And one more than Keston here, and I tweeted that at Dan Plucker. That's P-L-O-C-H-E-R. You can follow me on Twitter. Somebody came back at me after saying that too, Jeff, and they said, the same thing you just said. Why are you teasing Hero when you could be making fun of Christian Yelich? And it's just, it's because he's hurt. Like, if he was out there every single day and 
was hitting as horrifically as Keston Hero was, then yes, I probably would have thrown Yelich under the bus too and said, Hauser has two home runs, Yelich has zero. But Keston Hero had 45 more at-bats than Christian Yelich to this point in the season, and Yelich has played in 10 games. So I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack for not hitting a home run yet to this point. And I, I know it's, it's frustrating. Everything that's going on with him is extremely frustrating. I mean, we're talking about a guy who they still don't know what's going on with his back. And it's been, what, three weeks, four weeks now since he's been on the IL, came back for one game, and then immediately back on the IL. It's frustrating. It's confusing. But I have no doubt in my mind that Yelich will be back at some point and playing at an all-star level once again. Let's get back into this game, though. Uh, top of the fourth inning is where we are. Castano gets Wong. Actually, he singles to center right after that Adrian Hauser home run, and that's his second hit of the day. He was had three Total and then Kane grounded into a double play to end that fourth inning. Bottom to, for the Brewers, bottom of the fourth. Dickerson grounded out to second. Hauser rings up Duval looking his fifth strikeout and then gets his sixth right afterward, striking out Anderson for the 11th straight bat, batter he sent back to the pine. John Curtis comes in for Daniel Castano for the Brewers in the top for the Marlins in the top of the fifth. His final numbers, four innings pitched, six hits, three runs, all earned, two walks, and five strikeouts. And Curtis, with his first pitch, hits Tyrone Taylor. And you're thinking, no, not another one. Taylor's been hot. Let's not get him on the IL, too. Thankfully, he shook it off, stayed in the game. And the Brewers add a little bit of insurance. Avi Garcia launches this one to left. Oh, that ball's high in the air, left field. Back on it is Dickerson at the wall. She's gone. A towering home run by Avi Garcia. Two-run blast. And the Brewers add to their lead. It is now 5-1 Milwaukee as Avi goes deep for the fourth time this year. Yeah, you got to hit him to get him out of this ballpark. And that one had to sound. Yeah, it's his fourth home run of the season. 18th RBI of the year for Garcia, who is heating up. It's 5-1 Milwaukee. Urias strikes out, McKinney flies out, and then Pena strikes out to end the inning. Curtis gets it all figured out there. Bottom of the fifth, Cooper singles to right for the first base runner since the very first inning for the Marlins. That's how great Hauser was in that stretch. And then he freezes Diaz with a sinker for his seventh strikeout, strikes out Wallach, the very next batter. And then Sierra grounds out to short the pinch hitter. Ross Detweiler comes in relief again for the Marlins in the top of the sixth. Pablo Reyes sends one to the warning track in right, but it's caught by the right fielder, Cooper. Then Hauser strikes out. Wong flares one to left, his third hit of the game. And Kane pops one up to Aguilar in foul ground to end the inning. To the bottom of the six, we go. Adrian Hauser strikes out Rojas. His 10th strikeout of the game gets Aguilar. That's his career high. Ties his career high in K's in the bottom of the sixth inning there, and it shows you just how important a performance like this was for the Brewers to snap this streak. They needed a guy to go out there, throw a lights-out game, and keep the opposing team under one or two runs. That's exactly what Hauser did today, and he was lights-out in six innings. He did give up a single to Duvall later on that inning that scored Dickerson on a liner to left. The lead's cut to three, but Hauser's day ends on a ground out to Wong. Couldn't quite get the career-high 11th K. His day is over. Six innings pitch, 10 strikeouts, five hits, two earned runs, zero walks. And Brewers pitching staff has to be last, in, or I guess first in baseball with locks, walks allowed. Because with what Hauser did today and has done multiple times, and Corbin Burns being on the run of strikeout-to-walk ratio that he's on right now, not even allowing a walk to this point in the season. you got to think they're up at the top of walks allowed. And also, Hauser, little tidbit at the end, gets that home run, that extra insurance. So that was his day. A significant, important, huge game for Adrian Hauser on the mound. Top of the seventh we go. Anthony Bender coming in relief. And an interesting tidbit, again, from Bally Sports Wisconsin in their broadcast. They're, all of our highlights are from them as well, so credit to them for that. Uh, Bender was a in Milwaukee last season pitching for the Milwaukee Milkmen. Makes the jump from the American Association to the MLB and has a great performance. Credit to him there. Uh, Taylor popped out. Avi Garcia swings at a slider that was like three feet off the plate. He made him look silly for a strikeout, and Urias struck out. 
Nine of the last 10 Brewers sent down after the Avicel Garcia home run. Thankfully, in the long term, that didn't really matter because the Brewers back into the bullpen was just absurd. JP Fireeyes and in for the seventh, 17th consecutive appearance without a run after this. He ground, he gets Cooper to ground out and then strikes out Diaz and Aguilar. And man, I, I've, I have to believe that Devin Williams taught JP Fireeyes and how to throw that just ridiculous changeup that he's been tossing out there. 17 consecutive appearances without a run for Fireeyes. And, and in the struggles that Williams has had to this point, and thankfully he's rebounded a little bit. Fire Eisen has been that lockdown guy in the eighth to get to Hater. So credit to him and just the end of this bullpen is just disgusting. Because we'll, we'll go we'll go into the top of the eighth first. Richard Blyer in relief. McKinney grounds out to first. Pena singles to left center on a frozen rope. And then Pablo Reyes gets a ground rule double. Jacob Nottingham gets into the fold pinch with a pinch hit and grounds out, but gets an RBI. Back up the middle, hits the mound, hits the leg of Blyer, and out at first. That's going to score a run. So give Nottingham an RBI. And good to see the Brewers with those add-on runs. They're important. Now a 6-2 lead. Yeah, and then Wong grounded out to the middle infield to end the inning. Brewers score one, strand one, 6-2 crew heading into the bottom of the eighth. And like I was just saying, the back end of this bullpen, ridiculous. Devin Williams comes in, strikes out the side, gets Birdie, Rojas, and Aguilar again, all swinging at pitches in the dirt. And I'm starting a petition here today to call Fire Eisen and Devin Williams that combo that we will hopefully see several times in this 2021 championship season for your Milwaukee Brewers. Fire and ice. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, okay. Fire yeah, and ice. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it uh there is one hell of a combo and like you said Fireheisen what a perfect bridge to uh to Williams and Hader in that bullpen. Absolutely. And hopefully that can continue going forward because really last year and the year before we've you could you could say, you know, the guys that they had at the back end of this bullpen is why they won and why they continue to win so many baseball games. And if you continue to add to that, if Fireheisen keeps this up all season long, how incredibly lights out is this team going to be if you can get to the seventh inning with a lead? Well, especially in playoff baseball. That's where it's most important. Where exactly. the runs are at a premium. The hits aren't really going to be there. It's a lot going to be a lot of strikeouts and, you know, holding down the opponent. And that's what that bullpen does. Yeah, we'll skip at the top of the ninth because we're running a little short on time here. But bottom of the ninth, Josh Hader comes in, strikeouts Dickerson, his 400th strikeout of his career. Here it is. On to the count. See how sharp Hader will be after sitting for a week. Let's it fly and a swing and a miss. And there you go. A strikeout for Josh Hader. That got him on the fastball. Fastball up and away. Yeah, it just uh, rearing back, letting her fly up and away, maybe off the plate. Dickerson swings and misses. And there's strikeout number 400. Fastest in Major League history. Josh Hader. Yeah, he is the fastest in Major League history. Less than two innings of work than Craig Kimbrell, who's right behind him, sets the MLB record. Just insanely special to have a guy like Josh Hader on the Milwaukee Brewers and what that means going forward. Strikes out Duvall. After an Anderson single, he strikes out the side for the Brewers' 18th strikeout of the game. The most this season in a single game performance by this Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff and the losing streak ends 414-799-1250. If you want to join the conversation, we'll hit a quick break here on the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin baseball post game show driven by Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove. We'll hear from Hader. We'll hear from uh, Hauser. And I'm sure we'll hear from the skipper too here on the show. More coming up next. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yes, it is. It's Dan Plucker hanging out here with Jeff Orlovsky filling in for Tim Allen. And the play of the game Adrian Hauser giving himself a little bit of insurance. 
ball's got some good wood on it. Deep into right field. That is back. And this one is gone. Adrian Hauser. Lightning strikes twice against Castano. Three to one Brewers. An oppo shot to right off the top of the wall and over. Yeah, it's pitchers who rake, and when you are struggling as much as this Milwaukee Brewers offense has struggled over the last few weeks up to today, you will take offense wherever in the world it comes from, even if it is from your pitcher. I think a guy who's just going to talk about that, too, is Mike in Greenfield. Mike, you're here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Postgame Show. Yeah, well, nothing like having a pitcher that uh, wants to add to the offense. Uh I guess uh, he figured that uh, the offense wasn't doing enough. Not only does he have to pitch a great game, but then he has to come and add to the offense. Uh, I'm hoping that the Brewers are uh, going to start uh, hitting a little better because, God, uh, they can't hit much worse. But uh, I want to go back to something um, Kim uh, mentioned uh, several games ago. Sure. Um, Nottingham came in, and I think he had a two-home run game. Yeah, that was on Sunday. Okay. Now, I, I, I hate to – I thought Tim was getting on uh, council a little bit. But you know what? You know, in, in most sports, uh, you know, I remember being a scrub when I played uh, in junior high school basketball. I could uh, defend – uh, you know, I could pass, but I couldn't shoot worth a lick. But anyhow, right. um, I, I remember my dad came to a game, and I got hot, and they played me a lot. Um, and uh, I just feel like Nottingham was uh, start to get on a roll. Then he sits the next game. I just, uh, I, I guess I'm agreeing with Tim now. Right. Sometimes it's hard to explain some of the decision-making council does, Mike. Thanks for the call. I know that uh, Timmy was talking about it on one of the post-game shows earlier this week. It seems like every single time somebody has a big game, they sit out the next day. And that's what Mike was kind of touching on there. Avi Garcia has four hits earlier this week, sits the next day. Nottingham, the two home runs, sits the next day. Travis Shaw, after walking off on opening day, sits the next day. You understand it if it's a pre-planned day off, like how you had uh, baby Ryan Braun, and you knew that on Sunday there was no chance that Brawny was playing. Right. You know, he didn't even have to show up to the ballpark. He could do whatever the hell he wanted. So in that case, you understand. But when you are starving for offense, you better play that hot hand. Nottingham doesn't have any cachet. He doesn't get any designated days off for rest. Well, and the thing is, like, we're talking about younger guys than what Ryan Braun was, and we're a month into the season. Like, if if we're talking June or July or or beyond, and you're saying, oh, we scheduled this day off for him, or, oh, he's played 14 games in a row and he needs a break, then I get it. But you're exactly right. When you are this desperate for offense and you're sitting some of your best players, like tomorrow now, watch Wong and Garcia be sitting out after they each have three hits today. Just doesn't make any sense. Mike on the south side, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. Hey, Mike. Let me switch. Uh, uh, finally a win. It's My about time. We're getting tired carrying water for this team all week. <laughs> now. Nice. I hate to say it, it ain't getting no easier. They're staring down a homestand with the cards in Atlanta. Yep. And then uh, two road games in Kansas City. But they're Kansas City's bad. You can't guarantee that. No, absolutely not. And the Royals are not that bad this year. Thanks for the call, Mike. They've actually been playing some pretty good baseball out there in Kansas City. And their rebuild is full-fledged. They're back. They're back. Salvador Perez and all those guys down there are really playing some good baseball, and that's a team you can't overlook. Just kind of like this Marlins team, kind of flying under the radar, not necessarily considered among the best in the league, supposed to be finishing towards the bottom, and early this season, they're playing pretty well. And, I mean, the Marlins were a playoff team last year, but this year they everybody was expecting that to be just a fluke and for them to go right back towards the bottom. They, they've competed with this Brewers team and a lot of pretty good teams in baseball, and now – the Brewers, like Mike was said, Mike said though, are back in the win column. Both Mikes back in the win column for the Milwaukee Brewers, and at the right time because 
You got one more game where hopefully you can win this series against the Marlins. And then you got the NL Central leading Cardinals right in front of you in the standings, a four-game series with them. And then the Atlanta Braves, who we all know are going to be one of the most dangerous teams in the National League. If there was a time, if there was a day to get right after losing six straight, which I guess every day is, but now today was the perfect day. So you're not clamoring to not get swept in back-to-back series like they would have been if they lost today and now have the optimistic outlook of winning this series, like I said, and hopefully continuing that success into the next. Well, a big bonus with today is that you were able to end the losing streak with Adrian Hauser on the mound. It wasn't one of those things where it becomes such an extended streak and then all the pressure in the world is on Woodruff because right. he's your ace that, you know, he's he's walking around with a grand piano on his back trying to throw a, a heater because he knows that it's on his back to break the streak. It was nice to see him end it tonight. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then we're talking about injuries, too, because Corbin Burns, I mean, that he would probably be a guy where you'd be confident. You know, if, if Woodruff and Burns were at the top of the rotation, you'd be saying, oh, man, there's no way that we're getting out of both of those pitchers pitching and the Brewers not getting a win. And Freddie Peralta and the way that Hauser pitched today. You're going to you're gonna be thinking, no, there's no way in hell that we're going to go through that stretch of pitchers without a win again. I mean, think about the, the pitchers on the mound for the Brewers this past week. Alec Bettinger, they had a, a bullpen day yeah. with Brent Suter starting. Eric Lauer, who, when he has been with the Brewers outside of his last two starts, he's been horrible. So... Of course, when you're when you're throwing out names like that with Woodruff and Freddie Peralta up until this point with their six straight losses, it makes sense. You, you can you can start to grasp and understand it a little better because it's it's ironic because as soon as we start to get some offensive names back off the IL, you talk about Colton Wong, you talk about Lorenzo Cain. And hopefully Omar Narvaez pretty soon here. You get Manny Pena back. All of the pitchers start going down. You lose Corbin Burns to whatever Corbin Burns was put on the IL for. Still still not exactly 100% sure what. I think we can all make an estimated guess, but they did not announce it. And you lose Brett Anderson. But now we're starting to see that coming back a little bit today. Sophia Minnert reporting Manny Pena is back, obviously, today in the lineup. Brett Anderson back tomorrow is going to pitch tomorrow. And you got Corbin Burns hopefully coming in the next week. And who knows with Christian Yelich whenever he's going to be back too. And Narvaez hopefully getting healthy pretty shortly. He was running today. So a lot of positive momentum coming from all of those players you might be worried about on the injured list going forward. And if you've got anything to say about that or about this game, 414-799-1250. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen with Jeff Orlowski here. We're going to hit another quick break when we come back. We'll hear from the skipper, Craig Council. We'll hear from your starter setting his career high in strikeouts or tying it, I guess, Adrian Hauser. All that coming up next here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Postgame Show, driven by Great Lakes Dragaway and Union Grove. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, it's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show, driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. A 6-2 win for the crew. They break the six-game losing streak. Here's the skipper, Craig Council, after the game. Craig, uh, before, before the Marlins scored their second run against Adrian, he looked as locked in as he's ever been. There's all strikeouts and ground balls, too. It was amazing the way he was dotting eyes with his pitches tonight. Yeah, I mean, this was a, this was a great start from Adrian. Um, I think he was, you know, as good as we've seen. Um, the, the sinker's always been a really good pitch. Uh, the, the breaking ball tonight, the curveball and the slider were, were plus as well. So he's been working hard on the off-speed stuff. And um, we, we saw some, I, I, th- I thought we saw some difference. You know, the, the sinker is still the, the foundation of it all. But I thought we saw some off-speed stuff, uh, some sliders and some curveballs that um, 
that, but we're, we're pretty darn good. And that's, uh, that's really exciting. Craig, it seemed like you finally broke through there in the third inning um, with the, the pressure inning and, and a big hit and then Avi adding on. Was it good just to see the, the collective at-bats? Yeah, we, we did a nice job against Castaño. I thought, you know, the at-bats that, um, you know, at the top of the lineup that with Colton jumping on a jumping on a slider and then low fighting off a fastball, Tyrone fighting off a fastball, um, Louie having a really good at-bat. Um, that just, it did, it, it, it got us a lead. We, you know, the part of the streak is after we got that lead, I thought we haven't had a lead since the first inning of game one against Philly. That was the only lead we've had in this, in this little drought here too. So just having a lead was, was something different for us actually. Um, and then, and that was, uh, you know, the good at bats that we got a nice, we got a big hit from Avi, uh, to give us some breathing room and kind of any Adrian and, and took it from there. Hey, Craig, just a Avi in particular, that's a three-hit day for him with a big home run. I mean, he's a critical part of this lineup, obviously, without without Christian, even without Omar, for, for now at least. Yeah, he, he's had a nice road trip, too. He's, he's swung the bat well. Um, and, you know, I thought in the first inning, he, he has, he's had a couple of just misses this series. He had just missed last night. He had a, I thought in the first inning, he just missed a pitch. So... He, he's got the that's when he's locked in the air you know he's pulling the ball in the air um sitting, getting some mistakes and pulling the ball in the air so um he's swinging it well and in a good place what does it mean to you when you see adrian go deep against the same guy uh in the season i mean that's two bombs for him off the same guy and he seems as happy as ever with him. well yeah you Completely unexpected, I think. I think any time that uh, he, the pitcher hits a homer and you think he's going to start getting pit, it's going to change the how he is pitched from that point forward a little bit. And um, you know, he got another fastball tonight, and and then put a pretty really good charge into it again. Um, so it's unexpected and, and a surprise, but something that picked everybody up and picked the dugout up and got everybody fired up. Craig, for all the amazing things we've seen Josh do, for him to reach 400 and be the fastest to do it, uh, where does that, what kind of statement does that make for you? Um, what are four strikeouts? Oh, yeah, four sorry, 400 strikeouts. Sorry. sorry. Um, that's, he's the fastest player ever to four strikeouts, like in innings pitched. Is that what this, oh, that's the model. I don't read Mike's notes, so I apologize. <laughs> two, uh, two, 234 innings, Craig. I've never read Mike's notes in the history of my uh, – as, as the Brewer manager, so apologize. <laughs> uh, the line forms to the rear there. Yeah. Let me, let me start over. Josh became the fastest pitcher to reach 400 career strikeouts ever. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, it, it, well – it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, and it's, you know, we're, we're, we're witnessing a pitcher who's doing, you know, we, I know it, you witness a pitcher who's doing incredibly special things. And because he's, we're now four years into it. Um, at, at times, I think you, um, I don't want to say take it for granted, but but you, you consider what he does, and um, you you're you're although you expect it, you're amazed by it still, and I, that's the best way I can say it. And even even a night like tonight, it's it doesn't go on on scene that he just he struck out the side, and um, it it's it is really incredible. Um, and it's he's a special pitcher, and and we're. We've been lucky to have him. He's been a huge part of our success over the last couple of years. Craig, Craig, all three relief pitchers were as crisp as they could be. And and what making that a little amazing is JP's the only guy that's pitched in the last week because you just haven't had a lead. Um, I mean, and they still came in and just all through stripes. Yeah, we, we got a nice 
I think our bullpen is really, um, you know, despite what, what's happened this past week, we've got a nice mix going on there. We've solidified roles, I feel like, um, solidified innings, and they're, they're doing a heck of a job. Um, so it, it's been a light trip for them, which is in, in some ways good over the, you know, in the, in the big picture. Um, Devin actually has, has had a little bit harder trip than you imagine. He, he's been up because of the games in Philly. He was uh, hot for, for a bunch of days in a row, but um, he came out. I thought he was as sharp as he, we've seen him this year as well. So um, I think we're in a good place with that moving forward. And uh, that's an exciting part of this team in the next, um, as, as the season move on, moves on. Craig, was this kind of just that example of a good baseball you were talking about yesterday where kind of multiple parts of, of the team kind of came through to, to lead to the victory? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Wins are come from contributions from a lot of players, and I think tonight was a great example of that. We got contributions from a bunch of guys in the lineup. Uh, we, got a, we got a great starting pitching um, performance, and we got great performances from our, our key guys in the bullpen. And we that's a formula for us that's a formula for every team but um we have I, I think we have really good players in those roles and um when we, when we can get to those roles we're gonna, we're gonna do a nice job but it all it started with adrian tonight um he, he gave us the big shot and he gave us the big lift let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it let's head inside the clubhouse presented by windows select right now buy one get one free Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, Adrian Hauser, Craig Council was just talking about it. He was a big reason they won today. Six innings pitched, only five hits, 10 strikeouts, two earned runs on 94 pitches. He had everything working for, for, for him whether it's the sinker, the fastball, the off-speed stuff, whether that be the slider or the curve, here's what he had to say after the game. Adrian, it, it looked like both with movement and command, that was as good as your stuff's been all season. Did you feel that way? Yeah, I, th I felt like we had the sinker going going really well tonight. I wasn't really coming out of my delivery, staying in my mechanics, you know, like I've been trying to work on all all season and – you know, I think we we're doing a really good job of going both sides of the plate with it, keeping a good mix. So I think that really helped out tonight. Adrian, they, they told us you were as excited as you've ever been when you hit that first home run this year. After tonight, did you just come in there like it was old hat, like, here, oh, I hit another one, or what would you do? Uh, no, I was still pretty excited. But uh, after the first one, I was trying to keep, you know, keep the heart rate down and try to, you know, not be – as emotional as I was last time, you know, trying to stay even kill and not have to try to catch my breath when I was going back out on the mound. What are the odds that they'd both be against the same pitcher? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy. Adrian, you mentioned you had the sinker going, but for you to get to 10 strikeouts, um, and I think you had seven in your last start against the Phillies. What, what do you think has been the difference with you to get um, like the swing and the miss that you've been getting? Uh, I think it's just, like I said, I've been working on the mechanics really well and just, uh, you know, was able to stay in. It wasn't really flying open, you know, really driving the ball through the zone. I think that's really helped with uh, all my pitches. I, you know, I think it's helped with the off-speed pitches as well. You know, they were a little bit sharper tonight and, you know, more in the zone. So, you know, I think just those few things that I've been working on has been really, really helping out a lot. You and Josh came over together from Houston, um, and Josh tonight became the fastest of 400 strikeouts ever. Uh, you've, you've seen it the whole time. Just what, what do you think of that kind of milestone? Incredible. You know, I've been watching him strike out guys for years now, and, you know, to hear that he got to that 400 mark the quickest ever in MLB history is it's really awesome. You know, I've been, been with him since, you know, 2013 or 2014, 2015, you know, when he came over to the Astros and then we came over here together. So, you know, it's, it's really cool to see and really, really glad I was able to be here and be a part of it. Adrian, uh, baseball's weird, isn't it? Your first pitch gets hit for a home run and, and then you go on and pitch probably your best game of the season. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that's baseball for you. You know, it uh, it's definitely a crazy game. Keeps you on your toes. That's for sure. Adrian, what this win mean to you guys? Just given the way, you know, it's been a, a difficult week, uh, difficult road trip to this point. What it mean to kind of get off the schneid there? Oh, uh, you know, it was a big win. You know, we really needed it. Really needed to bear down and get us a good win against a good ball club that's, you know, been on their their own win streak. So, you know, it was a big win. You know, hopefully we can keep that going and get the get the wheels going again and get back to where we were. How Adrian, it's been a while since you guys have had a lead. Once you got one, how how important did you feel it was for you to hold it? You know, and just you know, you finally got a lead. Now it's time to hold it, right? Uh, you know, I really wasn't thinking about that, but, you know, I definitely knew that we had the lead, and I just wanted to go out there and have some shutdown innings after we did take the lead. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to go out there and do do my job the best I could and uh, leave the leave the team in the best position to win the ball game. And, you know, we ended up scoring some more runs, and, you know, the bullpen guys, you know, been amazing all year, and they shut it down. So, you, you know, that's what I was trying to do, just get it to the bullpen guys, and they take care of business. Hey, Adrian, way back in the, you, even before this season, uh, you talked to us about just kind of wanting to put last year behind you and really have a, a good start to this season. You know, given the fact that you've gone like, you know, a few, few games now in a row with just quality starts, quality outings, what's that feeling like for you to, to be able to kind of say that you've done that so far? Uh, it's a good feeling. You know, it's uh, definitely something to keep building off of. Got some momentum going over the last few starts here. You know, there's still work to be done on constantly. You know, there's always something new to learn or something else to, you know, sharpen up or crisping up and, you know, just trying to stay with that same mindset and, you know, the next bullpen, you know, there's more I'll be working on, more stuff to get get going. Yeah, and uh, Hauser was talking about it there at the end of the conversation with the press after the game. That bullpen, talk about efficiency, 51 pitches, 31 strikes, eight strikeouts in 10 batters. That is closing the door. You get to those last three guys, you're going to win pretty much every single ball game. 414-799-1250. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Show, driven by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, looking forward to this next game, wrapping up the Marlins series tomorrow night and going forward. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen here on the Pella window, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball postgame show, driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Brett Anderson coming back off of the IL, huge for this Brewers pitching staff. The lefty hasn't pitched since the Chicago Cubs game on Friday, April 23rd, where he pitched only that one-third inning, giving up three earned runs in the 15-2 blowout. Looking forward to having him back in the rotation and starting tomorrow, he'll face Sandy Alcantara from the Miami Marlins. Pitched six innings, gave up one earned run in his last start. It was a homer, got the win. Should be a pretty good matchup. Uh, Brett Anderson, 2-2 two and two on the year, 4.15 ERA, a 1.27 whip. 17.1 innings pitched this season. Alcantara, 1-2, 295 ERA, a 101 whip, and 42.2 uh, innings pitched here on the season. And the Brewers need this one, too. I mean, they needed the one today. They also very much need the one tomorrow as, again, looking forward, they got the Cardinals a three-game set. They got the Braves a three-game set. And then they face the Royals two games in Kansas City. So this homestand is going to be a big one. They, they had the 17 games in a row. That'll finally be off. They'll have an off day after this last Marlins game before they take on the Cardinals on Tuesday. So Monday they're off. And that starts one of the biggest series up until this point in the season with the Cardinals. It's, it's, it's going to be heavy hitters. Every single game the Brewers have against divisional opponents this season is going to be big games because they're going to continue to beat each other up all season long. That's why there's pretty much every single team in the division right now is hovering right around 500. You saw the Brewers kind of pull pull away a little bit, and then 
And they don't play teams in the division, but they still lose quite a few in a row, six in a row, and kind of fall back right above, right around 500. Still above, though, 18 and 16 on the season. And you got to be very hopeful. You got to, again, we're looking at this team. You got to be excited still. I said it on Sunday. I'll say it again. You have to be excited about this Brewers team. Yeah, you do. And this is a good news day. They win. They win today's game. They uh, shut down the losing streak. And they get back on, you know, they get back on the winning track on the road. And the Brewers have had a better road record this season than home. That's true. All year long. It's obviously has to change with the Cardinals series and stuff coming up. Uh, and they, the other good news, they just released more tickets. So more oh, fans can sit there and get into those games. So, you know, make sure you get out to uh, American Family Field and, yeah, and check them out. Absolutely. Tune us in on the uh, on the walk. Yeah, out. and yesterday they bring back Aaron Perez as well. He's he's back on the roster, minor leaguer. <laughs> I understand. I'm a big Aaron Perez guy. I loved when he was with the Brewers. And who knows, maybe he'll make it back up onto this major league roster and be a platoon guy that we all know Craig Council absolutely loves to use. It's going to be a fun next couple of days here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Hopefully they kind of bridge that gap again. You know, we saw the big exponential run where they won a bunch of games in a row and they dropped right back down around 500. Let's get back up. Let's win a few more games. Let's win some big series against some of the best teams in the NL. It does not stop every single opponent. I feel like they face they're playing either a team that made the playoffs last year or a team that's projected to make it or be there this season. I love, love baseball. I love this early stretch that they've been on, and they're going to continue to get healthier, and they're going to continue to compete for that 2021 Major League Baseball championship and this championship season for the Milwaukee Brewers. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen. Thanks for being with us today, and if it's not here, it'll be there. We'll talk again soon, Milwaukee. Thank you.